1: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. This week, we're going to be looking at adventure. My guest is a real-life explorer. Who knew that was such a thing? She's walked across Nicaragua and searched for camels in China's desert of death. She also founded Explorers Connect, a social enterprise that connects people to opportunities for adventures and expeditions. And... In 2010, she captained the first all-female rowing team circumnavigating Britain non-stop, completing the journey in 51 days. Not only that, she's an expert expedition leader and fellow of the Royal Geographic Society, and she's organised trips for the likes of Ray Mears, Chris Ryan and Bear Grylls. And she's recently written her first book, Adventure Revolution, explaining why adventure is essential for well-being. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you Belinda Kirk.
0: I'm not a. I'm not doing big expeditions at the minute. I've got a three-year-old, so no, not, I've not got three <laughs> and I'm I'm working out how to do it myself at the moment. But you know, I, I know done that it's it. important. I know that it's important, so I'm finding ways to get it. And also, you know, kids grow up. I'm going to be. Yeah. I'm going to do big expeditions again. Yeah, um, you,
1: yeah. This is a certain time of our lives. It's she a special says it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's um, it's full on. I've got I've got a um, three year old, a six year old, and an eight year old. Wow, I worked. Good work. Yeah, yeah what we were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed by it. To be honest. Oh, here comes Steve. I don't know if he's going to come in and say hello. Otherwise, we'll we'll uh, Oh yeah, he's coming. There he is. I can't. We can't hear you, Steve. You're muted. It's you. It's mute this week. This is usually me.
0: I think the microphone is... I mean, I can sort of lean in. Is that better like that? Or is it is it noticeably different back here? Or is it noticeably different back here? No. No difference?
1: <laughs> one, hello. One, I'll two, be three, doing four. Doing off the wire, don't you think? Good, good. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. For the audience listening, we are going to be talking today about adventure, which is... Uh, i i'm very very excited about this episode actually so yeah i am going to explain the collection connection belinda's editor is my workout friend from the gym holly Harley. hi holly Harley. and she's like kami i think you're gonna a really love this book and b really love this woman i was like oh yeah you know people sometimes say things to me like that and I'm like, and then she tells me you are a professional explorer is that would that be what your job would you give yourself that title I yeah I suppose on
0: lots of things at the the thing that the thing that I've always done the thing that is um that I'm obsessed by is adventure so I'm all so I've always got adventure running through everything I do but yes I'm I've mostly been an explorer I I was uh, I have a three-year-old now so I, I feel a bit of a fake saying I'm an explorer because I've not done a big big expedition for a few years now and I can't see myself doing something too pushy for another few years until he's a bit older but I will be returning to big expeditions that's for sure and I suppose I'm I'm an adventurer um maybe is more accurate mm-hmm. um, but I'm also um I, I love getting people into adventure that's the thing that I love the most I spent most of my 20s and 30s going on big big expeditions and what I've concentrated on more in my f- sort of more recently is uh, is helping other people to go on adventures and that's actually yeah it's 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 great as well it's great as well there's something more fulfilling um i've got my hits of adventure well not forever and there's no, still more to them. come but yeah so it's,
1: it's more about getting people out other people out adventuring so that, that, For listeners to explain what you mean by expeditions or adventures or, you know, we're talking more than a hike, not that this is small, because, but more than a hike somewhere in the UK, you've been, give a flavour of the kind of places that you've you've been and where your adventures have taken you.
0: So my background is in big expeditions and expeditions I would define as sort of journeys with purpose, multi-day journeys in... Uh, you know, far-flung, exotic, extreme environments. So I've worked in uh, most of the jungles around the world, um, a lot of deserts, and also a bit in the cold. You know, minus thirty on an ice cap. Um, sorry, minus twenty on an ice cap. Trying to put a tent up is it's a bit of an adventure. So I guess my background is in expeditions and exploration, um, but more recently. I've, I've been trying to work out why adventure is so wa- has been so wonderful for me. And mm-hmm. so I've been um, um, working out what adventure is. And actually, I think the same, you get the same flavour, the same, the same ingredients in those big far-flying expeditions you get in small adventures close to home. You can mm-hmm. get the same feelings
1: and benefits. So more recently, it's, it's smaller ad- adventures yeah. locally. Yeah. Um. I mean, I love that. Oh, yeah, I've worked in most jungles and most deserts and on ice caps. I think it's, it's it's because as you touched on the book, that is, we are such we spend more time inside than ever before. So, like the fact that you've you've taken that to the absolute extreme is is really unusual. I think. I mean, maybe not in the circles that you exist in, because I'm sure you know many people who do similar things to you. But for your day to day person, it it feels extraordinary. Uh, Like you
0: say, it's kind of just, that's my job, that's my normal, (laughs) I don't know, I I was very lucky, because I started very, I started at 18, or maybe I started at 16, with the Duke of Edinburgh's award, and doing an expedition on the Brecon Beacons, and I basically knew that I'd found something that made me come alive, Mm -hmm. and so, when I was 18, I went to Africa, traveled around Africa, joined my first expedition, and I... have It's always been an essential part of my life. And I think without adventure, I mean, I call it my therapy. I mean, I definitely would be completely (laughs) balmy. Although people think I'm balmy anyway, actually. Um, But balmy in a more negative way. I'm kind of, uh, yeah, adventure's always been such an essential part of being alive that I can't imagine being without it.
1: So to to hear that you went away at 18, actually now you're a parent. I mean, I'm just suddenly like, that's gonna roll. Especially for me, My as I say, my eldest is now eight. And I'm just beginning to realize that we have the same period again. And like we're getting towards his late teens and it just feels mind blowing to me. And I didn't go like on an expedition, but I did go traveling at 19 around the world with a boyfriend and it's before we had mobile phones. And I didn't really think anything of it, but it's like, it suddenly feels, yeah much braver reflecting as an adult now do you think that did it feel brave did it just feel like something that you needed to do but yeah were you anxious beforehand excited can you remember
0: I I know what you mean about looking back on it and and feeling scared (laughs) I feel more scared now I think Mm. as you get older you realize more about the things that can go wrong when I was 18 I was fearless not out of um, bravery, but out of ignorance, actually, <laughs> um, and uh, it, it gives you an amazing power, but it also you have to yeah you have to be careful. Um, yeah. So, at the time, I just had this calling to adventure. My grandfather was a zoology to, uh, sorry my grandfather was a zoology professor in mm-hmm. Africa, so I grew up with stories of these amazing adventures that he got up to in Africa the the sort of menagerie of of animals in his house um you know they had a they had a elephant that was a a rescue elephant for a while living in the house (laughs) ridiculous things like that um so I had this calling to Africa I think maybe more than anything and also the Duke of Edinburgh award put this sowed this seed that I I found something in the outdoors that I didn't get in the classroom Mm. and I've been a really really sort of fastidious I, I worked really really hard at school and i you know i i, I really wanted to uh, yeah there's a lot of compliance at that age well it, there was for me there was a lot of trying mm-hmm. to impress everyone and trying to find my place so this step into africa the step into adventure was the first choice i would actually made for myself so it was terrifying but absolutely liberating exhilarating and it was the yeah it was the turning point in my life it, mm-hmm. i didn't if I hadn't done that, I would have gone down a much more traditional route, and I, you know, eventually, I think I would have found adventure again because I had an adventurous young childhood. But I was so lucky that I, for me, it's just been normal because I was so lucky to start so early. Mm. So yeah, off, off I went to Africa, had incredible adventures. It, I went out very, a teenager with very lowest self-esteem. I'd had a difficult. I'd had difficulties in my childhood. So I'd, and I was also partly, it's just being that typical teenage girl. Mm-hmm. I thought I was fat. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was useless.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I wasn't popular enough or good enough at, at school or whatever. So when I, came, when I came back from Africa, I was absolutely empowered. And that's a wonderful gift to get as a young person. Because you kind of go for your dreams rather than living yeah. yourself.
1: So, what do you think it is? Because I can, I definitely can understand the thing that you're talking about. What do you think is the bit that is so transformational? That what do you think happens on these adventures that that become tools that extend beyond them?
0: That is a big question. I literally just written a two hundred page book on exactly (laughs) that. So, trying to try, let's just talking just about that first adventure. So. Mm -hmm. I think there's all sorts of wonderful things that come from being from travel yeah. and from nature. And so I was in nature. I was immersed in nature a lot of the time. I was immersed in travel. There's, there's huge benefits to your well-being, from being in nature. There's also huge benefits from traveling. You know it broadens your horizon. it makes you grateful as at the same time as making you grateful for what you have. But the, the element I think that we're missing and that we don't talk about in society and we don't value, which is why I've written the book, because I want us to value adventure. I want to rebrand adventure as this sort of mm-hmm. essential ingredient, is, is the element of challenge, of uncertainty mm-hmm. and adversity. Mm-hmm. And I think we avoid adversity, we avoid challenge, we avoid um, adversity, obviously. <laughs> that's, that's a bit more understandable. But when you choose to challenge yourself, to step outside of your comfort zone, when you choose, when you become more accustomed with uncertainty,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you become empowered to, um, to see yourself differently, the world differently. Um, and, and, and it really does give you a new resilience to go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of what's going on in the world now, or at least in, in, in the developed world, We've created very routine lives where we mm-hmm. all, and, and very comfortable lives. And that's that's not a bad thing. Um, com- you know, there is d- a benefit to that. But but if we only live in comfort and routine, we never really stretch ourselves, we never really mm-hmm. find out who we are. We've gotta go we've gotta get com- we've gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable occasionally. Yeah. Because that's mm-hmm. where we stretch ourselves and adventurous activity is the most natural form of doing that i think Mm -hmm. because of course you can do things like start a business um set up your first podcast show you know you can you can stretch yourself to do things but by being on adventurous by doing adventurous activities you you are in it mind body and soul you're completely Mm -hmm. committed Mm -hmm. and so in a very short space of time you can really really find who you are and and realize that you can do much more than you thought you could um, in a very short space of time um and i think it we evolved to live adventurously so it is just this sort of panacea this kind of perfect fit um, yeah. to our comfortable routine modern lives the perfect fit is to choose
1: to add some adventure every now and then
0: and i think the more yeah. you
1: do it the more you get hooked um Yeah. I yeah. Couldn't agree more because you feel that real coming back to yourself, don't you, when you do something that's that is that is challenging. There is no other word for it. And that doesn't because too often I think that can we can make that or for me I often think that's to to do with like adrenaline fueled sports and lean very, very hard that way. But actually you can you can teeter on the edge of risk and challenge without without it always Going to the extreme, and then, as you were talking, an example came to my mind. I've, I've people who've been listening will be hearing me banging on about this, but I've recently been to the Lake District for the first time on a hiking trip, and um, and as I say, I'm fit. I work out a lot. I do CrossFit, but what I, what I loved is that there wasn't that there, it was a free for all. You had to get yourself up the, those different different terrains, and I thought, wow, if this was in London, there'd be There'd be signposts on it and there'd be safety precautions and it would be advising what age and what fitness and what level should be on there. And actually, particularly in relation to children. And then as I was going up quite a a sheer bit, there was this little lad. And honestly, he can't have been more than three or four. And he was up there. Of course, he was up there fast because he's able bodied. But I just thought, wow, we have we've come so far away from that, where we we take away any kind of risk or challenge. And in doing that, we do you take away the reward of, of getting through it, of thinking? Because I guess the natural order of challenge is that there is a moment when you think I can't do this or this, is, what am I doing? But then the, the moment you go through that is the moment when you get that sense of relation, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I, I think if, if we don't if we don't ever push ourselves, we can't find out what it is that we can do. And that's the only way you get these kind of true feelings of achievement is if you risk failing. If we don't allow ourselves to fail, you know, the chance of failing, um, or if we don't get ourselves out and, f- and feeling uncomfortable and cold and tired, then we can't mm-hmm. feel the massive achievement at the end. You know, there's gotta be a bit of grit in that oyster sort of thing. Um, yeah. And it's, I, it, you, you've mentioned the word risk a lot. And, and what I wanna say is I'm not, I'm not suggesting we do risky things in order to get an no. adrenaline shot. It, you don't have to take, I mean, the risk you're taking is that you might fail or you might look a bit stupid or you might get a bit cold or or, mm-hmm. or wet or something. You don't mm-hmm. have to risk um, your physical safety in yeah, order to get the benefits of adventure. You know, you can camp in your garden for the first time and then mm-hmm. you can move it up then camp in a campsite, then camp wild. You know, wild camping is an amazing thing. Or go for a cycle, you know, get walk across and, you know, walk across and, um, walk across the Lake District or or mm-hmm. go for a night hike you know you can you can move up the the, the level of, of adventure but you don't have to feel that you're putting your risk, yourself at any risk mm-hmm. um there is yeah. obviously that end as well but but people who actually take risks with their with, well take risks with their, with their safety or at least seem to appear to on on from the outside mm-hmm. if you look at extreme sport people or people like me when i do big expeditions i have i have been at times in, in dangerous situations but i'm extremely meticulous min- as are all of those extreme sports people mm-hmm. as well about um understanding the environment researching understanding my mm-hmm. own body and what's possible understanding my team it's mm-hmm. about trying to avoid um danger um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just something because I know that um, people think of adventure as being terribly scary and, and intimidating no. because it's dangerous. But there's lots of ways of adventuring without danger.
1: No, I can I completely agree, and, and and yeah, as you're saying, it would be mad to go straight into that end of it anyway. If if you you've, you've dialed up the ladder and you find that's where, but yeah, it'd be totally advised to go straight to the other end. Do you think when you're when you're doing these things? are you able to be in present in the moment and know that it's great or do you only really know that it's great once you've returned to reality not reality you know more mundane day-to-day life
0: that is such a good question I think it's a mixture so I think there's times there's times and adventures both big and small where I have felt more alive that you know that i just think this is a memory i will mm-hmm. never forget this is just mm-hmm. a moment where i am alive on this planet and mm-hmm. i'm so lucky um and then there's also moments like adventures where i think why on earth am i here <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what am i doing in a in a leaking tent in the middle of dartmoor or whatever um in a in, in terrible weather and almost the, the fun of it is afterwards there's something called type there's something adventure is i don't know how well known this this phrase is but there's different types of fun there's mm-hmm. type one fun which is fun at the time and fun afterwards and then there's <laughs> type two fun which is not fun at the time but is fun afterwards yeah. and um and adventure death always has an element of type two fun there's always a bit yeah. of like suffering which i know it makes it sound like oh i don't want to go suffer why would i want to do that but afterwards, it's the bits that you laugh about with your friends. It's the bits yeah. that you you, you, you know, you regale your friends with in the pub. You know, when you're... I, there's a friend of mine, Emma, who I've just seen again recently. And we sailed across the Atlantic in a hurricane. And there were all... There was all sorts of things about that expedition that were absolutely horrific. And it yeah. was like, everyone was throwing up. I was the only person... I think, well, I was only one of... Well, me and Emma and one other was the only person, the only people on the boats, not just absolutely throwing up all the time. So there was like the worry about that. There was the smell, that the, the oh. boat was peeled over at 45 degrees, slamming into these waves, wind over tide. You just bang, bang, bang for hours on end. Um, You're worried about the the, the mast snapping. I mean, there's actual true fear. And stuff. However, the stuff we talk about when we catch up is just... The hilarity that we, we, at times, we have to find it. Some of it, we just—you have to have gallows humor sometimes. Yeah. But also now, we just laugh about some of the stuff, and we laugh about—we laugh about it more because we can laugh about some of the horrific times, um, as well as the magic when the, you know some mm. of the things we saw—the magic that you get from it putting yourself into these extraordinary worlds. Um, but yeah, the type two fun is
1: really important yeah Um, I mean I'm all for type two fun uh, yeah that is my that is my idea of fun and also the as you say the human connections you get with anyone who who you participate in in type two fun you know when you're there and you're looking at each other and I haven't done anything as extreme as you but you're just like what are we doing what are we doing but then at the moment is over you're you're well maybe not immediately over but within not a very you know quite a quick window like oh I want to I wanna go again because cause that as you say, it's those moments you're like, this this is it. This is actual life. And I always think the moments with whatever you do where you're not thinking about anything except for the thing right in front of you is such a gift because we're so overconnected in the life that we live now. We've got so we're so interested in everybody's external realities. Whereas actually to be only able to think about that thing in front of you is a kind of a blessing now.
0: It, it's so true so this as i said that i've just written a, a book about why adventure is so good for you, so it's hard to 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 to, to uh, narrow it all down a big <laughs> element is challenge another element is this idea absolutely of mindfulness of this kind of mm. you cut out the modern noise and you're just mm. in the moment putting one foot after the other there's a great feeling when you turn away from your car with a full backpack or you get on a plane that all that modern day oh have i left the iron you know have i left the oven on have i paid the bill um i'm supposed to sort something out with the nursery all that stuff goes away because you know you can't deal with that because you're only going to deal now with walking up that mountain or cro- you know paddling down that river or whatever and it's just a, a, an absolute calm and there's loads of studies um wonderful studies that you know explain you know this wonderful calm that you get and people think people go on adventure or or pe- you know, there's this expectation that people go on an adventure to get the adrenaline hit. It's actually to get the calm, um, mm. the calm. And for me, I know it's like a relief going on adventures. Mm-hmm. I've just come back from paddling around the Silly Isles. And it was just those moments of joy. We actually saw Wally the Walrus, who's there at the moment, which was an oh, amazing wow. thing. But if that. you put yourself in these wonderful places, you can get magic. You don't get magic yeah. doing it every day. And never changing anything. If you change up something and you do something differently, you can find magic that you never expected. But it was that wonderful piece of just paddling, paddling. Mm. And I just thought, oh, with my three-year-old, I love him to bits. But I never get yeah. that piece just to be. Just thinking about mm. my paddle strokes and the sea and looking down at the seaweed and just being there, you know. And the other mm. thing that we, you touched on is so true, and my mate Emma, is this... It's adventure is such a great way of making relationships stronger, and some of, I mean, most of my best friends are people I've gone on big, ad, or, big or small adventures with, and um, it's such an important and wonderful way to build relationships. Mm-hmm. I, you, know, you build tra- um, feelings of sort of camaraderie because you're in, you know, you're in this challenge together. You're, you're facing something together. You also have that vulnerability that you can't help but show. Um, And vulnerability and showing, being open about vulnerability is shown to be a really important part of of relationship Mm -hmm. building. Um, I mean, there's so much. So, uh, yeah, adventure can help you find yourself, have personal growth, build better relationships, um, find peace and calm, find also meaning. Um, and also heal, you know. Adventure is used as a therapy mm. for a lot of people, and has been for a while. Not so much in this country, but it is it is growing in Britain, thankfully. Um. So yeah, there's yeah, adventure is like this wonderful it, thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, but I, yeah, again, coming from my perspective, when I'm not in your world, and it is a part of my life actually. Now I'm reflecting, but it I haven't really ever isolated it as as the for the reasons that I like it and what it does. And yeah, coincidentally, you're building it into my life. But once you start really noticing what it does and and intentionally putting it in, as you say that, but as when you're a parent, it might be more challenging to, to suddenly up and leave. I mean, it would be lovely just to go and switch off for two weeks, but that isn't how it works. But yeah, camping in the garden is infinitely accessible and and it's amazing for them to for it to be part of their lives isn't it
0: yeah it it's ri- i i waited until i was a bit older to have kids because i was so i, I so loved what i did and i didn't understand how on earth i would do what i do and fit a child in i just didn't mm-hmm. really it didn't compute and so it, so i had had my little little boy jackson you know only uh, late you know my 40s and it has been this sort of, this kind of, you know, working out. Well, I mean, how do I, how do I be me as well as be mummy? Mm. You know, uh, mm. I, and it is really, it is really tough because our world is not built to be adventurous. We are literally, we are constantly pushed down these avenues that are very, very constructed, and you know, um, sort of it's this is very synthetic old, um, environment that's, that is always switched on with like social media and this that and the other. And so it has been, the last few years have been a sort of challenge as to how do I find the way to be me. Partly, I mm. found that I don't, I don't need, I'm not supposed to go back to me. I'm not supposed to find, no. I'm not supposed to find the old Belinda and try and no. bring her back into being this. I'm completely different. And, you know, mm. children blow your life up. <laughs> you know, we called Jackson, <laughs> we call Jackson the love bomb. <laughs> yeah. Because so true. It is, isn't it? And your values mm. change, your whole outlook, everything is mm. different. Mm. And so what I've realised is that I want Jackson to have the sort of feral upbringing that I had, the freedom that I had, because it's so important. And we're very lucky. We, we, we were able to move out to Expo National Park, which I know so many people can't, because most people have jobs that you can't just move. We were mm. able to move with our work. Um, anywhere because my my partner paints birds so he can do that anywhere and i i I can do what i do anywhere so we were like right As soon you know i was when i was pregnant we moved to ex to exmoor national park and we had this 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 space and this freedom for him to grow up basically we wanted him to grow up somewhere wilder and that exmoor has got this wildness to it but so that's i I realized that that's a real that's a real benefit that we have but still Anyone can, can do that. Anyone can find adventure. It's, it's just, I think if you know, if you feel that it's important, you find time and you make ways to, to mm-hmm. achieve it, don't you? So I'm constantly, we're constantly going on hikes with him. Um, I, we go and do um, swimming in the sea. You know, he started to surf-ish, kind of sit on surfboard. I mean, we, we try and, we just we prioritise that as something that's really important. Mm-hmm. And I think wherever you are, there's ways of doing it you just have to prioritize it and it it, but it is you know it is something you have to work out I suppose but it's a fun thing you know it's not like Mm -hmm. going to the gym or cutting you know all these other things we're supposed to do for our well-being Mm -hmm. it's fun it's going on adventures Mm -hmm. is a fun thing so it's actually it's not the worst
1: um no and also I I think that kids have We could be guided by kids quite well on that. Well, I don't know because I've I've got relatively feral children (laughs) where, you know, if we get to the sea, they will just go in naked or in their pants. You know, you can you can overcomplicate it by saying, have I got a towel and have I? And yes, they've done some. They've been a bit chilly sometimes or, yeah, they've had to travel places back in, in just wet pants. But you know they they get that hit they've got that I, I feel mine have definitely got that natural desire for it so we just have to know that sometimes a it's a bit messy and b sometimes there's a lot of work sometimes when we're pitching our tent I'm just like wow this is a real palaver. <laughs> it's a real palaver sorting all our stuff out to get three people to live outdoors for a week or five people to get to live outdoors for a week but it is always worth that graft and actually even that as an example of that challenge that you're talking about you know when we're sweating and they're asking for snacks and we're trying to pitch attention like what are we doing why didn't we just go to a hotel but two days later when everyone's chilled and and the kids are physically far away from you picking blackberries or whatever it it's it is worth it but it's I think that's the important part of adventure. It it isn't going to be an easy ride, but that's part of the the, the journey of it, isn't it?
0: You couldn't you couldn't have put it better, yeah. And and do you know what I, I, I give talks about this and all over the country. I've asked people, what's the best memories you've got from childhood? Mm-hmm. And it's always this sort of thing. I mean, in the
1: younger and
0: it's a bit different. But in anyone over sort of thirties, forties, and above, mm-hmm. their their most memorable childhood moments mm. are putting up that tent in the rain, mm-hmm. and but then <laughs> yes, the payoff was picking the blackberries and being with their. T- because if you'd gone to a hotel instead, you'd all be a bit more connected. You might be on your phones. You might be. You might be. There'd be other. P- I mean, you have a different experience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this one I, I know that Jackson's always pulling me to go and do certain sorts of things because he like he always wants me to play frisbee in our field because he knows that he will have my 100% attention whereas if we play cars in the sitting room he knows that the mm. phone might go or I might check my my mobile for some annoying mess yeah stop 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 it it's so hard not to do that stuff um yeah but that's part of the beauty of adventure and nature and yeah um, I'm yeah, sorry. so I was going to say something else. I forgot
1: what it was. <laughs> it's so true though, and actually the other joy of it, which I was going to touch on earlier, you know that thing when you have been away, disconnected, and then you come back to your like modern home and like carpets and a hot shower and every invention that we have in the house, you you see them through fresh eyes. Stuff that is so day to day, but is. It's, yeah the first time you step on a carpet <laughs> it's just like this is extraordinary and it's and you can't really hold on to that feeling but for that day or two afterwards when the whole thing is mad and almost as amazing as the other end of it that's what that's the joy of it isn't it
0: yeah it's so true the comfort of that bed the first night like yes so nice <laughs> this but is the toughest just- thing ever <laughs> If you're just sleeping in the bed, you never, you stop appreciating it. So no. it's that idea of going back to the comfort zone. When I talk about getting out of the comfort zone, it's all, it's important to come out of the comfort zone into your stretch zone, but you always come back to your comfort zone because mm. because you need to kind of consolidate and learn, but then you come back out into the stretch zone. So it's that movement in and out.
1: <coughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And as you say, when you've been in, in that hurricane with everyone puking, I mean, that's that sounds like absolute hell but it, that it gives you context doesn't it for and I'm I'm as bad as anyone else we get caught up in modern day stresses that really most of them aren't that important of course the big stuff paying the bills and when people are ill etc cetera, etc cetera. but there's so much we worry about that is irrelevant and if you, I think it's it really helps give you context
0: it does um I think we're just bombarded, aren't we? And mm. uh, taking things back to basics and just having a simple, if difficult, challenge ahead of you, um, you know, with your teammates, whether that be your family or whoever you're with or on your own, um, it just makes life, life just, yeah, you see the simple things in life again, you, you realise. I think you can find meaning. That's why I think so many people find meaning through adventure because they can turn off the noise and it almost like it's time to think. Mm. Um, when you're plodding one foot in front of the other across a mm-hmm. desert or up a nice school or you know across Dartmoor or whatever, you actually have time to think about stuff. And we're mm. not supposed, you know, it's a bit like the pandemic. I mean, obviously it's been a horrific, terror, you know, terrifying time for so many. But for the mm-hmm. people who are lucky enough not to have lost, you know, family members or or have been um, directly impacted like that. A lot of people have said, Wow, I've actually I've actually had time to think. Yeah, I've stopped. Mm. Um and you know, I realise there's a lot of wonderful people in the NHS who haven't, they've been working harder than ever. No, but no. People but who have, they need they need to use that that they have that opportunity and it's a wonderful opportunity to, to just think and go,
1: Oh. And that's I think that's why so many people are changing jobs and moving mm. to Yeah. Um in fact I heard someone saying that the reason this current bit feels quite tricky, which is maybe surprising everyone, is because collectively there will have been a lot of change in the last year, 18 months, and then we've tried to go back to what feels like our old lives, and those two things are, we're not the people that we were, and so we need a, a chapter of integration. And again, that's the same as when you come back for a trip, when when you don't quite feel like you anymore. And then in time, you're like, you find a way of being a new version of you and sl- and... Slipping into your life, but there's—I definitely think that's true of the pandemic. There's been huge collective change and reflection, and et cetera, et cetera.
0: That's really interesting because from the research, from the research I did for the book, what I, what I think, from all of these case studies, these wonderful stories of transformation, is actually the best time to go on a on an adventure is at a time of transition. So if people are feeling like, oh, I was that person, now and this, and I want different things, the best, you know, almost the best time is to go on, uh, it's best time to go on an adventure. Um, there's some, um, yeah. We took it all.
1: We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse.
0: Some what happens then? Yeah.
1: Is that, is that something to do with what happens in your brain? Is, is, is it a processing thing?
0: Um, well, it, I asked this guy, so I've taken lots of young people on youth development expeditions, and I've seen mm-hmm. a bit like I went to Africa and came back completely different. I've, I, 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 was, I was in this queue outside the Royal Geographical Society um, waiting to present my Amazon exhibition, um, an exhibition I, I led at 26 years old. And this was, was a long time ago. But it was a big moment for me because I was in the queue and um, this woman came up to me and she said, what have you done to my daughter? And I thought, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Was that the girl that got bitten by the bat or one, yeah. of, the people, one of the kids who got the parasites? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, which, which what am I going to have to explain here? And then she just gave me this massive hug and she said, um, uh, you know, she said, Alice is, is a changed, girl. you know, she's changed. She's, she's doing well at school. She's got all these new friends. She's, she just seems so much happier. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, Alice, it was Alice. And it all clicked. And it was like, okay, this, this girl who'd had a, who'd really struggled, this teenager who was really struggling in life, came on the expedition. She's transformed in front of me on the expedition through through really engaging in the expedition and the challenge of it. But when she came back, six months later, that change was still there. That empowerment, that, that self-confidence. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and it was only little seeds planted, but it, it was like a new road. She mm-hmm. was given a new road. And it was just how I had felt. I was given mm-hmm. a new
1: road by my adventures.
0: Um and so I'm sorry, I
1: lost the chance. I asked you that if happens. I thought, yeah, if um, but if it's a processing thing because there's something oh, to yes. do with I I'm, the neuroscience is not obviously my bag way beyond me but there's something to do with movement and processing and neural pra- pathways i wonder what is going on that like, in that in those moments but yeah you're saying that yeah for her it, it, it was she transformed yes was, um sorry i've lost my train of thought now no oh. it's okay um, but,
0: so yes that idea of people changing Oh, and, and the transition, transition between... So, having worked with all these young people, I mm-hmm. saw that it was that transition between young young child and adult, that, mm-hmm. that rites of passage, which if you look at every tribe, every part of our history, we always have a rites of passage. We don't give our children that. So, if we don't give them that opportunity, they take drugs, maybe rob. I mean, you know, they find other ways to take risks and... Yeah um assert themselves and and find out you because we're not giving them those those mechanisms Spaces. yeah and so to do it and so i said to this guy this wonderful um scientist chris loins and i, I asked him I said, i've taken all these young people on expeditions and i've seen it work through, you know hundreds of young people mm-hmm. but sometimes it doesn't work why is that and mm-hmm. his response was really really clever and interesting and he said well Because if you go out of your ordinary world to this other world, and you become a new you, and you come back to your old world, your ordinary Mm -hmm. world, but but no one else around you sees you any differently, they treat you the Mm. same, your teachers, your parents, your friends, then all that change can just get squashed and disappear Um. over time. And it made me think, well, if that's how it, if that's why sometimes it doesn't work, also, surely it's transition times. Between two worlds, you know, between our two, Mm -hmm. you know, between characters or or divorce or a new relationship Mm -hmm. or having children, those big transitions are actually when we need that time, where we step out of our ordinary Mm -hmm. world. We're somewhere in this other magical adventure world, create, you know, finding out who we are, what we're capable Mm -hmm. of, what we want, our meaning in life. We come back, it's the perfect time to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's why me and my son and, and my partner, Jim. We're actually, I've, through writing the book, it's like, that's what we need as a family. Mm. We need to go on an adventure together mm. to become a family. Like, we're doing okay, you know, but, and all these, the little adventures we're doing, but actually it's such a big transition to go from non-parent to becoming a parent. We need to go on a big adventure together. We need to step out of the everyday, particularly the awful domesticness of being oh, a part. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the washing, yeah. wiping, Cleaning. I mean, oh, it's such a nightmare. It's just so much of it, isn't it? I mean, I love my boy so much, but no, we all know. Yeah, stuff, it's, oh, it's, it's overwhelming.
1: It's, it's overwhelming, and and it can feel very forever. That's the that's the thing. You know, there's that parenting quote that the the days days are long and the years are short, but it's so true. It becomes so much the. I was thinking this as I was trying to get mine ready this morning. You're in such survival mode, quite literally, aren't you? Of trying to just get things done and get them out the door. That that hour for me between eight and nine, is is just some kind of chaos. And of course, you don't feel like you because you're you're not. You're just trying to do it, and and it's it is really difficult. But you're right that that need to go and kind of reconfigure as a family, which again, I think is is worth acknowledging why a lot of people are struggling because we haven't had any holidays and often we think about holidays of just switching off but it is more than that I think there's something about relocating your family even for a weekend or a week and then coming back does always feel like a really important transition and I was thinking as you're talking about those chapters of transformation don't you remember when you left school for the summer holidays and then when you came back again in the September you always felt like it felt like a totally different person and it's because of yeah because you've had well for me i had some holidays of being quite feral i think and um yeah we we have lost a lot of that over the over the last year and in as parents it, be, it becomes really difficult
0: yeah and it's really interesting that you you link
1: that to holidays there's this amazing piece of research that's literally come
0: out this month from jill pomfret who, who's a tourism researcher and she's she's done loads of work over the last few years around family holidays and mm. families that go on hol- holidays that are adventure holidays versus mm. beach safe holidays yeah and the amount of well-being that she finds and mm. the, and also the not only improved well-being from going on adventure holidays versus a beach holiday or, or not just a beach holiday but you know a, a kind of non mm. non challenging holiday is the the way that the, the families connect mm. and build their relationships because they're on that shared kind of experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for all the reasons we've talked about, you know, the challenge, the switching off, the, all of that. And literally, she's just published this research about, you know, um, how people build these, uh, how families build wonderful bonds on these um, expeditions, on these, trips. Sorry, adventure holidays. And it's just made me think more and more like, yes, right, that's it. We have to go. As a family, we're doing yeah. okay. But we need to step outside our ordinary world and yeah, we need to reset. switch all of that off. Mm. And we just need to be the three of us on yeah. a little adventure. You know, we, we're walking yeah. the southwest coast path, but also next year, if we can, we're going to go to Canada and just spend a bit of time. G- Jim needs to see these birds so he can paint them. <laughs> so we're going to search for these birds in, a bit in, ca- in Western mm. Canada. And that's our expedition. You know, so it, yeah, It's not going to be daftifying or crazy. It's going to be you know it's going to be with a three-year-old it's going to be pretty yeah pretty kind of i don't know but it's scary in its own way it's like oh no yeah how do we do this and that with a three-year-old how do we like how do we wash him and feed him and i don't know
1: yeah get them quite grubby that's always the other thing when you come back from camping where we're convinced we're doing a good job of keeping everything clean and then you get it back in the context of the home your children your stuff everything you're like wow this wasn't really very clean at all, but but we felt like we we're doing we we're we we're doing well. But it also Dude, I think perfect. it's the kid the, hit, dirty the kid the better the <laughs> It's so true, but I think it's also important to remember for me, it, we've been on one or two like luxury holidays with the with the kids, which costs us you know a significant amount of money, and actually then all the we're, you're right the odds of on it no, you are wanting it to be really good because in your head you're like, this costs us this amount of money, so it ought to be good. This should be fun. And actually you're putting so much pressure where again, not if you're doing a big global trip, but a weekend camping down the road, it hasn't cost you much money. So you're you're going into it a bit more free-flowing about it already. And and if you do have to abort it because it is freezing cold or it's raining again, that's happened to us several times. You don't feel at a loss. You're, you're just trying your best and, and uh, lower expectations is also a useful thing, I think, especially in the world of parenting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. I've thought about that. But no, um, the, uh, people do have low expectations of camping. I'm always hearing from people going, oh, yeah, I'd like to I'll do this, or I'll try that. I do want to camp though. Oh, but well, sleeping out overnight best. is such a, such a simple way of really having an adventure. And so I, I urge people who, who say they're sworn off camping, you know, yeah take the duvet, take the yeah. pillows, get out the back of your car. You don't have to do you know, you don't have to go straight into kind of difficult stuff. Do you make sure you're well, try to make sure your tent's gonna be waterproof if it's gonna rain. Yeah. And just yeah, and embrace it. Whatever you do, don't turn around and come home before you've no. like, given it a shot. And I, I, yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. And the kids will yeah. definitely enjoy
1: it. I always think actually, if people can be brave enough, like go for three nights, because the problem is if you do one or two nights, the palaver of the packing, the pitching, the you know the drop down it outweighs it. Whereas if you get into a bit of a rhythm, because often on the first night anywhere, even if you're in a luxury hotel, nobody sleeps very well, but I guarantee by night two or three and especially when you've switched off from technology and you're living in line with the when sunset and sunrise you will have the best sleeps you could possibly imagine won't you
0: it's true Uh, and you've been outside doing yeah activity and 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 possibly you know getting outside your comfort zone in other ways so yeah you do have a you get a proper tiredness the best type of tiredness yeah that helps you sleep
1: Look a bit leathery by the end of it, but
0: that's <laughs> that's okay.
1: Well, do you know um, all,
0: all the adventurers right. I know look incredibly young for their age and are, are kind of very vital. I think partly because is yeah. they're very active, um, and also just because they ha- kind of they get that switch off, they get they get to be free from the stress. Mm. You know,
1: my stress free moments are when I'm out adventuring, um, and that one, yeah. <laughs> Vitality is such a good word. I don't think I think about that often enough because we can get too caught up with fitness, which is is valuable, but that's a very specific thing. This feeling, yeah, good, like full of vitality is a much more all-round experience, isn't it? Good in your mind. There's those feelings when you're just trying to get it all into your eyes. I remember, again, at the top of the Lake District, looking at it going, how can I get this in my head because it is so amazing to to see and that that's the best thing that feeling isn't it
0: it is it is um and it's made me feel of a, a story beth who, who i just I've, because i'm um i'm actually recording the audio but this week i've just read her story up mm. again and, and it just there's this there's this lovely woman called beth who i spoke to i heard about her story like and, I, and I, I talked to her about um she had she had been suffering from bulimia and depression for a long time and she was she was in a very dark place as she put it and she found um someone gave her a learn to climb course so she just went Mm -hmm. down to her local climbing center and started to climb and she found you know you were talking about how you use your body and so on she has this beautiful way of putting it that she said it was like coming home to her body She, her body was always fitness and exercise was always about weight loss. It was always Mm -hmm. these connotations of, you know, it brought back, you know, oh, I'm fat, I'm I'm useless. Da da da. She she did this climbing course and it was all about coming home to her body and about using her body to do something Mm. really positive and and finding out that her body could, you know, could dance. She called it dancing on the wall, and she said it was it wasn't just empowering, but it was just, it was like almost spiritual. That you know, mm. she, she, she found a new, a new way to look at her body because she was mm. using it in the most natural, because obviously our bodies were designed not to run on treadmills or sit at desks either, to, to climb and, and run and, and to run, you know, trail runs, to, to, to do all these natural movements. And she said, it wasn't just the, the learning to climb and the pushing herself and empowerment that she got, of you know, of, of doing routes that she never thought she would do but it was this way of using her body as a dance that she realised was so natural and just it just made us think about her body in a completely different way and mm. yeah climbing has been her route to you know she's been in recovery for you know yes. a, good, a, a good decade now and uh, yeah
1: um, but that, her, that is therapy. true My, true kind of mindfulness or my understanding of it is is I think they talk about being in a flow state but it's it's when the only thing you're thinking about well you're not even thinking you're just you're just in that moment and yeah whether, whether that be yeah climbing running skiing walking swimming that that is when you're just being and and to try and be out of your mind which which is a blissful thing
0: it is and that is definitely part of you don't get it in all adventures straight away, but when you, when you sort of pursue adventures after a little while, you, you can enter this flow state. As you say, saying, it's, it's complete immersion, complete engagement. So you are, com- you are only in that moment. It's only your movements and your hands and your, your feet and the rock in front of you. And every, all that stress that modern day bombards us with is, is gone. And you're just there. And it's, it's, very, it, it's incredibly powerful. And it's shown to yeah, I mean, the research shows incredible benefits to well-being if you have moments like that. Um, mm. It's it's a key indicator to sort of, for sort of long-term
1: well-being and, and and mental well-being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, I could go on a whole different rant, but I think we we try and we we crave to switch off, but unfortunately, we tend to now in modern worlds lean into doing it in the wrong ways, whether that's with alcohol with social media it, it's it comes from that same idea of wanting just to be in a place but these things actually push us further away from that so yeah I feel really inspired by your book I definitely do I, I'm gagging to go on to book something really big but I'm, I definitely have just taken from it as I said an awareness of of articulating what it is that I love and and trying to build that in even that if that's yeah an interesting walk every other weekend is it's a start isn't it, it it's it's trying to find those moments and 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 prioritize it i think
0: yeah mean um, find your own mountain i de- no one no one can tell you what your next step should be apart from you know you, your instinct your instinct will tell you um mm. It might be um, pushing the camping with the family and doing something a bit wilder or a bit for longer or long, mm-hmm. a journey. Uh, you know, it's nothing better than a, a journey by foot or by kayak, you know, human-powered journey. Um, or well, try something completely new. Learn a bit of bushcraft or, or take a kayaking course. Or, I mean, there's actually... Yeah. If you think about it, there's lots of opportunities. What One of the things that I really love, and maybe this will be the thing for you next. You can tell me about it if you do it. I am I think... <laughs> yeah (laughs) when i when i when i've taken all these particularly these youth development exhibitions these these teenagers into amazon or or deserts or or whatever um often i did this thing called a 24-hour solo and it involved basically leaving them for 24 hours on their own completely on their own and i think for me what years because it's years later and i'm interviewing i've been interviewing so many of these kids who are now like grown-ups with their own families and so on you know about the impact of these expeditions and so on they all remember that they all like oh that was that was one of the most amazing things i've ever done it was just wow and what i love is watching the authenticity of that time you can be Mm. entirely yourself and when do you get to be utterly authentic so it is I mean, it does sound like yeah. That's not very um, sensible, is it, Belinda? I mean, you take a bunch of teenagers to the to the jungle and then you just leave them for 24 hours. I, <laughs> I was crawling around with binoculars, watching them, yeah. and you know, yeah. and Actually, I didn't do it. I didn't do it very often in the jungle because it's very hard to do in the jungle because you didn't have line of sight for long distances. I did it in places like Alaska and and mountains and and so on, where you could watch people from a distance. And also, if they had a radio. They had to check in with us every, uh, you know, every now and then. But they would have this twenty-four hours totally on their own, um, and I call it like the twenty-four hour solo. So, mm. how about you? You think about twenty-four hours on your own in mm. nature, entirely just you. You don't have to go anywhere particularly crazy. you, know, you could go to the lake districts we talked about, or mm-hmm. you know, a national park. Um, maybe before you do that you want to feel that you're going to do it safely and responsibly so you need to think about uh, you know maybe get a little get take a navigation course or um, think about what you do in an emergency you know you know, have a little plan of what you can do um, and uh, and treat yourself to 24 hours solo in that nature sounds like a dream <laughs> and I'd love to know what you get up to yeah
1: yeah I mean yeah I, it sounds brilliant to be honest of course especially as a, a parent post pandemic even half an hour in the house alone feels like a dream but um, yeah I'm, I'm, I, yeah that's a good challenge it's, uh, I don't know if I did mention it I've mentioned it to anyone who will listen I'm 40 on in February which is it, there's no doubt about it causing a massive midlife crisis but it feels like something like that would be a nice way to mark that you know oh amazing yeah perfect yeah. yes, not maybe not in February <laughs> in the UK, but in in the in the uh surroundings. Yeah, yeah, do it in the spring, summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, over. Come I'm on into it.
0: Explore, and I'll I'll make sure you, I'll help you do your planning. I am. Um, we'll I've
1: next. I've been very uh, clear with Holly that I want to go on an adventure by you. So I, I'm definitely going to try and um, plague you for that. Yeah, as I said, I've been very inspired, and I think I hope everyone listening has been as well, or people who. It will either um, niggle something in you or or it won't. But if it does, to take action on it. Because it's when you do those trips, we only have one crack at this life. And these are the bits that bring me joy. So you've got to put them in. Otherwise, it just runs away from you. And what a waste. There's a whole world out there to see. And as we've mentioned... This year has made me realise there's so much to see in this country. There really is. There's so many interesting corners of it. And whilst we can't as easily get on a plane or any other, you know, mode of transport, there is loads to see here in a safe COVID way, obviously.
0: Yeah, no, there is. There is so much here. <laughs> that has been one of the, in some way, something that we have, like you say, we've learnt this year. And, um oh gosh, sorry, I've totally lost my track of thought. Oh, yes. Um. Oh, no, it's coming back to
1: me. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. As I said, I'm nearly 40. I understand this. It's having a baby and being on the wrong side of 40. And you're doing your audio book, which fries your mind in an extraordinary um, way. What was it?
0: Um, no. Oh, goodness, sorry. We were talking about...
1: Um, I, me the... wanting to do... Me trying to invite myself to an adventure with you. Is that the bit you want to pick yeah, up? Yeah, no, 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 let's do that. Let's do that.
0: Oh, gosh, It's gone. It was really good. Okay, well. well, let's. I'm,
1: I've got three Stupid. questions, wind-up questions, <laughs> and if it comes back to you, shout, and we'll get it in. Number one, where can people find you? Well, let's. Uh, this is your opportunity to do the good plug for your book. Yes.
0: Yeah, so um, the book is called Adventure Revolution: The Life-Changing Power of Choosing Challenge. It's out um, with Piatka's Books on the fifth of August. You can find it on in all the normal sort of places, Amazon. Um, all the, the bookshops. Um, yeah, you can pre order today online. Um, do that, get it on the it's of August? It's yeah. <laughs> you can also do you get that because it's really important. Up. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, apparently pre orders matter. I, this is my only yeah. book. This is the only message I have. This is what I believe in. So that's why I've written the book. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, my first book. Yeah. Um, and and so you
1: you, also have you got a website? Yeah, sorry, go on.
0: You can also find me on um, Explorers Connect, ExplorersConnect.com. Um, you can email me through there if you have any questions. Um, I'm also um, Explorers Connect and also Explorer Belinda are on my social media channels. So Explorer Belinda and Explorers Connect. Um, and yeah, tell me about That's your it. 24-hour solos. Tell me about your adventures. Give me, throw me questions. Explorers Connect yeah. is full of blogs and, and how-to posts about how to do adventures and ideas and leads of, you know, everything from, you know, fun things you can cook on the campfire with kids to how to world camp for the first time. Um, it, it's full of information and, and also, you know, bigger adventures. You know, if you want to walk across Britain or, or whatever it is, you can find teammates through us. Um, so, yeah. Come and have an adventure.
1: I'll put all of that in the show notes as well. And then two final questions. So this podcast is inspired by two things. Number one, one of my very, very, very favorite traits in people is honesty. I think that being honest is, yeah, a superpower and something that we all need to learn to be a bit more uh, comfortable with. What – this is a horrible question coming. Sorry, I know you're going to hate it. What is your best trait – and what um, trait do you most admire in other people?
0: Um, my best trait, I think I'm adventurous, but is that a <laughs> rubbish answer? No, it's um, not, because I don't I'm think, ad- no, it's not. I'm, ad- I'm adventurous in that I do adventures, but I'm also adventurous in life, because adventure has taught me. What I've learned from adventure is to take those that kind of that attitude back into life those skills back into life i i have a go at things i'm not scared of failing i'm not scared of looking like an idiot i've never been cool so i don't have to worry about not being cool (laughs) especially the great thing you know turning 40 being the other side of 40 is that you you care less about what people think and more about what you can what you know how you show up in the world so i think Mm. um i'm pretty adventurous in how and and um in how i live and the, the thing I most admire in other people, um, there's loads of things coming to mind. Um, I think a certain selflessness isn't the right word because I don't think we should mm. be entirely... I love, I love people who are interested and care about other people mm. because I think if the world was a bit more about thinking about others and less about us you know just what we can get the world would be a much better place mm. and and that that's what i mean that in the, in the sense that people can actually consider and think about others um mm. rather than just sort of are and can, you know just say yes to everything and, and agree with everyone it's kind of mm. you know considering uh, what's what's the what's the, the better impact for everyone out there
1: I'm, I'm racking my uh, racking my brain for the word. It feels like the, it's like the opposite of narcissism, isn't it? But
0: I can't communicate. Uh, yeah. I think the world's become so narcissistic, though. Mm. And it's all of, especially with social media and stuff, it's all about look at me. And I think what we need, I've, I've worked with Dave, David Attenborough, for example, and and it, it's just considered, considered mm. wider viewpoints. I love Mm. the fact that he went on Instagram and then decided it was just a load of (laughs) not for me, really a bit naff, isn't it? Yeah, right. Because it is naff, and you know, I do a bit of social media, but and everyone who knows me, I kind of I just see it as a as a necessary evil. But I I hardly do any at the moment. I'm doing a bit more because of the book and the book, and because of this 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 wider mission that I want to get adventure, you know, into schools, into our lives, Um, but yeah but it's yeah it's bad for us
1: (laughs) the thing is about social media the, the very best part of it is community and connection and sharing experience that side of it and as you say with the work that you're doing that's brilliant but it so quickly strays into narcissism and it's really difficult for it to stay in one without becoming the other and yeah it's, it's, we haven't it, figured out how to use it yet, have we? I suppose. But no. You're right.
0: There are no. benefits. There are benefits. I, I, I do pick up on amazing things through social media.
1: Yeah. It's just and that I
0: think have, our brains, our brains aren't wired to use no. it without it affecting our well-being. I don't no, feel I agree, good yeah. when I do
1: lots of social media. It doesn't make
0: me feel no, good
1: about myself. No, social media works when you opt into it. You use it for a considered amount of time, and then you carry on with your life. It's when it becomes a a passenger on every aspect of your life that it's bit, absolutely so dangerous. But yeah, much like TV, if you tune into a great program, of course it's, it's, it fills you up and is brilliant. But if you just were to watch it all day watching anything, you'd feel dreadful. And I think we know that about TV. We're yet to have figured that out about social media.
0: Yeah, and that's very good. Sorry, we've gone
1: down a bit of okay. a rabbit hole, haven't we? No, <laughs> no, no, it's true. I'm yeah. trying to. I, it, let let me it, as you it. said earlier, and I had a really good let, ending point, and I really can't <laughs> remember it. Same. No. <laughs> uh, this might prompt you, it might not, but let's try. Last question. My other thing that this is um inspired by is my love of a really big chat. Now, apart from actually when you're walking side by side with someone, my favourite thing is a big meal. Few people. Delicious food, long afternoon, probably eating outside and and putting the world to rights. What would be your ideal situation for a big chat? um how many people, what would you be doing if you're eating, what would you be eating, et cetera, et cetera
0: um well I probably have <laughs> set it up i I set up I've set up a festival called Basecamp festival. <coughs> Ooh, sorry. I've set up a festival a base camp festival it it's a small festival it it always will be because it's it's about bringing a bunch of like-minded people together and we just have a wonderful two days of adventuring and ch- chatting and hanging out um you have those wonderful co- conversations because you are you are in in those very shared moments and also all of your your kind of whatever it is. That you do in the world whatever your job is or whatever you, uh, you know you, you, your bank balance or whatever it's all stripped away and you're just mm-hmm. people hanging out you might be paddling mm-hmm. together you might be um, sitting around the campfire and so I kind of I suppose I've kind of already I do, I do that festival because I love it because I feel mm-hmm. energized by it and I come and mm-hmm. it's a hell of a lot of work and I always think each year, why am I doing this game? yeah <laughs> yeah so much I wish I could get I mean I wish I could get someone else to do it <laughs> I'd just go but the it's the crowd of awesome people it's the conversations yeah. the, the ideas that people give you and the mm-hmm. like wow moment and I get yeah. them I get them from doing adventures like and 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 that's that's my big that's my big chat of the year I suppose so yeah. and I, I know I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a one. you know I've only got one message woman but literally having adventures Good. together is the best way to have authentic chats and yeah and, creati- and creativity um, there's even like links to creativity and so on through doing yeah and, so.
1: and i love the what you said so often it's about what outfit you're wearing or what your job is or your you know status symbols basically <clears throat> and all that is stripped away when you're faced with climbing something paddling on something and just about humans trying to do something together in our most basic form and i think and therefore that's the space for the for the big chats isn't it because we're coming i guess as our our truest most authentic self and and that's yeah that's exactly where the good stuff happens and ideally with some delicious food afterwards surely that is a perk of of adventuring is that you that that first mouthful of food when you've done something great just feels epic doesn't it we,
0: yeah, no, absolutely. It's a bit
1: like when you're really, really tired and you've
0: been cold, and you've just gotten dressed and you're out in a wetsuit, or whatever. Food tastes really good. Um, so there's that element of like really earning it. Um, I also, also that great thing that if you're out in the middle of nowhere, and you know, I remember I I rode around Britain in a rowing boat, and some of the most joyful moments was opening our ration packs and seeing what we had each you know each week we would get our little we would pack it um into the hole so that we could pull out these these little packs and finding nuts oh yes i've got i've got honey roasted nuts this week yes and the jo- never has a honey roasted nut ever tasted so good as in a in a situation like that
1: um yeah so i think there's the two elements that make food taste even better <laughs> I mean, this is the stuff, this is the stuff. Well, thank you so much for, yeah, being very inspiring and for doing brilliant stuff. And I really do urge everyone to go and, um, yeah, look at what you're up to and buy your book because it's it's brilliant. Thank you so much. I think uh, it's pretty clear for you guys that I found that conversation with Belinda very, very inspiring. In fact, afterwards I ended up going on about it almost as much as I went on about the Lake District. It was a real light bulb moment for me. I think I vaguely knew that adventure was something I liked. But I hadn't gone so far as to piece together the fact that, the mo- that when I'm doing something adventurous is the moment that I probably feel like most like myself. And actually when my family unit are doing things that feel adventurous, we are the most in harmony and connected that I can think of as being so therefore I'm really going to try and prioritise it and not just make it something that might end up being, being part of my kind of day to day or annual life, make it something that I actively put in there. So yeah thank you so much Belinda that was absolutely brilliant and thank you guys for listening I'm very very grateful to have you here. Please do give me your feedback, send me an email on butwhy at Tell your mates about But Why, rate and review, and see you next time. In the meantime, I am off to buy my kids some more school shoes. Yes, I know we're a couple of weeks into term, but we tried them on just before going back to school, and they seemed to fit fine, and two weeks down the road, they outgrown them. So. New school shoes, it is. Have a wonderful day and see you next week. Bye!